and in prayer. Our dear gracious Heavenly Father, we give thee thanks on this morning hour of grace for this privilege and opportunity to again be assembled around thy word. We have much reason to render thanks unto thee for the natural blessings, for the land of freedom and liberty which thou hast given unto us, and we ask that thou would preserve it and keep us in that liberty and freedom which we have enjoyed thus far. May thy blessing rest upon this land and its leaders so that the enemy that ever awaits would not be able to overthrow or overcome. But above all, we pray that thou would preserve us in that precious kingdom which thou hast purchased with thy blood. Preserve that kingdom and that liberty and freedom which we have in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, so that the truth might be made known within our hearts, that truth which Jesus says that ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We ask thy grace and blessing even this morning hour, then as we gather around thy holy and eternal word, that the truth of thy word might continue to go forth, and that our hearts might be drawn unto him who has given his life and shed his blood for us. Grant us that grace that through the revelation of thy spirit and thy word, the precious matters of thy kingdom might be brought close unto our hearts and souls, that we might be enriched and nourished thereby and that our spiritual foundation might be indeed upon Jesus Christ and his redemptive work, which is the only foundation that shall stand. And so be with us even during these days that we are gathered here. May thy blessing be also upon those who cannot be with us, the sick and the infirm and the aged, Thy children, wherever they may be, and wherever thy word is being spoken, that it might be to thy glory and honor and to the edifying of thy church here on this earth. So grant that grace unto us as we gather this morning hour in the name of Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, our Lord, who has taught us to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Armo teille ja rauha Jumalalta meidän isältämme ja Herraltamme Jeesukselta Kristuksen. 
Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Olemme saaneet rukouksessa alkaa myös tänä päivänä. We have begun this day also in prayer. We would also bow the knees of our hearts before him. Before him from whom all good things come. For we live as recipients of his gifts of grace. And when we experience true poverty, this poverty incites us to beg. In luemme tässä Jeesuksen nimessä Matteuksen evankeliumin luusta 18 sen 11 ensimmäistä jaetta. We will read here from the 18th chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew from the beginning. Sillä hetkellä tulivat opetuslapset Jeesuksen tykös sanoen, kuka siis on suurin taivaan valtakunnassa? Ja Jeesus kutsui tykönsä lapsen ja asetti sen heidän keskelleen ja sanoi, Totisesti minä sanon teille, ellette käänny ja tule niin kuin lapset, niin ette suinkaan tule sisälle taivaan valtakuntaan. Sen tähden, joka itsensä alentaa, niin kuin tämä lapsi, se on suurin taivaan valtakunnassa. Ja joka holhoo sen kaltaisen lapsen minun nimeni, hän holhoo minut. Mutta joka pahentaa yhden näistä pienimmistä, jotka uskovat minun päälleni, parempi hänen olisi, että myllyn kivi ripustettaisiin hänen kaulaansa, ja hän upotettaisiin meren syvyyteen. Voi maailmaa pahennusten tähden, sillä pahennukset kumminkin tulevat, voi kuitenkin sitä ihmistä, jonka kautta pahennus tulee. Mutta jos kätees taikka jalkas pahentaa sinua, niin leikkaa ne pois ja heitä pois tyköäs. Parempi on sinun elämään sisälle mennä ontuvana, taikka raajarikkona, että sinulla olisi kaksi kättä ja kaksi jalkaa ja sinä heitettäisiin iankaikkiseen tuleen. Ja jos silmäs pahentaa sinua, niin puhkaise se ulos ja heitä pois tyköäs. Parempi on sinun silmä puolena elämään sisälle mennä, kuin että sinulla olisi kaksi silmää ja sinä heitettäisiin helvetin tuleen. Katsokaa, ette te katso ylöön yhtäkään näistä pienimmistä, sillä minä sanon teille, heidän enkelinsä taivaissa näkevät aina minun isäni kasvot, joka on taivaissa. Sillä ihmisen poika tuli autuaksi tekemään sitä, mikä kadonnut oli. Amen. Reading from Matthew 18, verses 1 through 11, in Jesus' name. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, For it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed 
rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. Amen. Tuolla meillä päin Suomessa ja Ruotsissa. In our areas there in Finland and Sweden. On jo vanhastaan sellainen sana. Of all time already it has been said. Kuinka entisajan työmiehet. How the laborers of days of yore. Olivat jättäneet sanan nuoremmin. They had left the word unto the younger. Että silloin kun kokoonnutte useamman päivän Jumalan sanan ympärille. This that when you gather for several days around God's word. Niin olisi hyvä, että jos edes lukisimme tämän Matteuksen evankeliumin 18. luku. Then it would be good at least to read the 18th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Ja sitä kutsutaan Kristuksen kirkkolaiksi. And it is called the Church Law of Christ. Ensiksi meillä on tärkeää muistaa. First of all, it is important for us to remember. Kun täällä puhutaan lapsen kaltaisesta uskosta. When it speaks here concerning a childlike faith. Nyt ei ole kysymys siitä. The question is not, not now. Etteikö Jumalan seurakunnassa pidä aina olla järjestys. As to whether there should not always be order in the kingdom of God. Etähän on muutamat asettanut opettajiksi ja paimeniksi. That he has, he has placed some as teachers and shepherds. Ja myöskin jotka ovat esimiehiksi asetettu. And also those who are as chairmen or leaders. Tähän sopii apostoli Paavalin neuvo. And here fits the counsel of the apostle Paul. Että älkää olko lapset taidossa. Be not children in knowledge, mutta olkaa lapset pahuudessa. But be children in malice, mutta olkaa taidossa täydelliset. But in knowledge be, be as adults. Siksi me tarvitsemme muistaa. Therefore we, re- we need to remember, että Raamattu meitä opettaa. The scriptures teach us, meitä kristittyjä. We who are Christians, että silloin me emme saa lapsia olla. That we cannot be children then. Nimittäin, että me horjuisi kaikkinaiselta opetuksen tuulin. Namely, that we would follow after all manner of winds of doctrine. Ei tämä lapsuus tarkoita sitä. This childhood does not mean this. Että me nöyristelemme kaikille ihmisille. That we submit ourselves to all people. Kyllä meidän täytyy evankeliumin totuudesta olla pysyväis. We need to be steadfast in the truth of the gospel. Mutta kuitenkin apostoli neuvoo meitä. But nonetheless the apostle teaches us. Että älkää olko niin kuin herrat lauman yltä. To be not as lords over the lord's heritage. Mutta olkaa laumalle esikuvaksi. But be as examples unto the flock. Opetus lapsilla oli vielä lihan mies. 
the disciples had yet a carnal mind. Ja heillä oli sellainen ajatus Jeesuksesta. They had such an, a picture of Jesus. Että hän tulee perustamaan maallisen herruuden ja kuninkuuden. That he had come to establish an earthly kingdom. Ja he vapautetaan Rooman vallan alle. And they would be delivered from the tyranny of Rome. Ja siksi heillä oli tämä kysymys. And therefore they had this question. Kuka tässä valtakunnassa on suuri? As to who in this kingdom is the greatest. Tämä on siis lihallisen ihmisen pyrkimys. This is the, the striving of the carnal man. Mutta kyllä Jeesus näki opetuslasten mieli. But Jesus saw the mind of the disciples. Hän asettaa heidän eteensä pienen lapsen. And he places before them a little child. Ja sanoo heille. And he said unto them. minä sanon teille. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Ellette käänny ja tule niin kuin lapsi. Except ye be converted and become as little children. Niin ette suikaan tule sisälle taivaan valtakunnan. Ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Lapsi on asetettu uskon esikuvaksi. A child is placed as an example of faith. Ja siksi se on suurin taivaan valtakunnassa. And consequently is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Ja joka tahtoo sisälle päästä taivaan valtakuntaan. And he who would want to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Täytyy nöyrtyä niin kuin tuo pieni lapsi. He must humble himself as a little child. Joka on itsessään aivan avuton ihminen. Which in itself is a very helpless eikä hän ole pystynyt tekemään mitään autuuden suhteen. Mutta se hänelle annetaan aivan sulasta armosta. Tässä on meille kaikista vaikein opin kappale. Jos täällä olisi yksikin epäuskoinen ihminen. Näin Jumala tahtoo myös sinua nöyryyttää. Hänen väkevän kätensä alla. Että sinä armosta saat ottaa vastaan. Tämän Jumalan valtakunnan evankelium. This, this gospel of the kingdom of God. Joka on syntein anteeksi antamuksen valtakunta. Which is the kingdom of the forgiveness of sins. Jossa sinulle saarnataan. And where it is proclaimed unto you. Jeesuksen käskyn mukaan. According to the commandment of Jesus. Hänen nimessään ja sovintoveressä. In his name and atoning blood. Kaikkien syntien armollinen anteeksi antaa. Gracious forgiveness of all your sins. Tämä kelpaa ainoastaan lapsen mielisiin. Ja Jumala antaa voiman lapsekseen child. Ja hän siunaa meidät tähän valtakuntaan. Joka on lasten valtakunta. Rakkaat veljet ja sisaret. Beloved brothers and sisters. Me tarvitsemme vieläkin olla lapsia. We yet need to be as children. Nimittäin uskomme puolesta. Namely as far as our faith is concerned. Että me olemme riippuvaisia yksin hänen armostaan. That we are dependent alone upon his grace. Ja yksin hänen armohoidostaan. And alone uh, as cared for by his grace. Jesus myös täällä osoittaa. Jesus also indicates here. että näillä pienillä lapsilla on autuaaksi tekevä usko. That these little children have a saving faith. Tätä meidän järkemme ei käsitä. This is not comprehended by our reasoning. Kyllä oma viisautemme panee tämän vastaan. Our own wisdom would would fight against this. 
Mutta näin se rakkaat vain on. But beloved, it is this way. Että kun Jeesus alkoi meitä lunastamaan, when Jesus began to redeem us, hän alkoi sen aina sikiämisestä asti. That he began that work from conception on. Ja sen perusteella lapsi on lunastettu. And on that basis a child is redeemed. Eikä hänellä ole epäusko eroittamassa Jumalan yhteyttä. And he has not unbelief to separate him from fellowship with God. Eikä myöskään kuolettavat syn. And neither mortifying sins. Siksi lapsi on otollinen Jumalan valtakunta. Therefore a child is acceptable in the kingdom of God. Jumala on siunannut minulle meille viisi lasta. God has blessed us with five children. Ja kun olen saanut heidät kantaa kasteen py, pyhän sakramenttiin. Jumala on minulle sen kirkastanut, että olen kantanut heidät jo uskovaisina kasteen. En ole kantanut heitä perkeleen lapsina, että he vasta kasteessa tulisivat Jumalan lapsi. That only upon baptism would they become children of God. But I have asked for counsel from God. That I could do so according to his commandment. And also to to be received into fellowship with the congregation. As it is written unto us concerning circumcision. Which was first given unto Abraham. It, it was given as a sign and as a as a bond. That by faith he was justified before God. So it is the answer or covenant of a good conscience with God. Not so that sins would be removed there. As Peter writes to us. Mutta nyt tarvitsee holhota tätä pientä lasta. But now this little child needs to be cared for. Nyt lapsi tarvitsee hoitoa. A child needs care. Siksi on tärkeä asia. Therefore it is an important matter. Kun on lapsi syntynyt Jumalalle. When a child is born unto God. Ettei vain käy sillä tavalla. That it would not so happen. Että lapsi kuolee hoidon puutteeseen. That a child dies for lack of care. Näinhän me ymmärrämme myös luonnollisesti. So we understand even naturally. On tämä luonnollinen rakkaus äidin ja lapsen välin. It is a natural love between a child and a parent. Ja usein miten lapsi saa silloin äidin maito. And often then a child receives the milk from the mother. Näin se on myöskin hengellisesti. So it is also spiritually. Että näin hellästi ja varoen Jumalan seurakunnassa tarvitaan hoito. So tenderly and carefully we are in need of care in the kingdom of God. Ja tarvitaan Jumalan seurakunnan yhteyttä. And we need the fellowship and communion of God's congregation. Olen joskus ihmetellyt sitä asiaa. Sometimes I have wondered at this matter. Kun kerrotaan suurista herätyksistä. When we hear of great awakening. Että siellä ja siellä on syntynyt Jumalan lapsia. That there and there have been born children of God. Mutta heitä ei milloinkaan näy Jumalan lasten yhteydessä. But they are never seen in the fellowship of God's children. 
Jos Jumalan henki meissä asuu, if the spirit of God abides in us, niin se kokoaa meitä yhteen. Then it gathers us together. Ei Jumalan henki meitä eroita eri karsinoin. The spirit of God does not separate us into separate uh, places. Mutta se kokoaa meitä yhteen. But it gathers us together. Jumalan sanan ympärille. Around the word of God. Mutta tätä hoitoa me tarvitsemme. But we need this care. Sinä ja minä tarvitsemme. Both you and I need this care. Ja me luemme siellä Sakarian kirjassa. We read in the book of Zechariah. Kuinka Jumala lupasi. How God promised. Että minä annan muutamia näistä saattamaan sinua. That I will give some to take care of thee. On tärkeää, että meillä näitä saattomiehiä on. It is important that we have these caretakers. Sanoisin sinulle nuori veljeni ja sisar. I would say unto you young brother and sister. Rukoile sinäkin Jumala. Even you should pray unto God. Että sinä saisit sydämen ystävä. That you might receive a heartfelt friend. Jolle sinä saisit niin kuin sydämen nurin kään. That you could turn your heart as it were upside down. Saisit puhua hyviä ja pahoja asioita. And speak of both good and bad matters. Ja ennen kaikkia niitä pahoja asioita. And above all those bad matters. Näin Jumalan seurakunnassa tarvitaan hoitoa. So we need care in the kingdom of God, in the et, congregation of God. Että yksikään tarvitsisi raskaalla omalla tunnolla matkaa tehdä. That no one would have to journey with a burdened conscience. Minä saan kertoa omakohtaisesti. I can relate to you personally. Kun olin noin 20 ikäinen. When I was about 20 years old. Vasta silloin minä aloin ymmärtämään. Only then did I begin to understand. Kuinka minulla ja isällä on hyvin, hyvin asiat kesken. How between me and the father the matters were in good standing. Ja meistä tuli niin hyviä kavereita. And we became such good partners. Että me olimme keskenään niin kuin nuoret pojat. That we were among ourselves as young boys. Kun me tehimme yhteisiä matkoja. When we journeyed together. Niin me saimme vapaasti puhua toisille. We could freely speak to one another. Ja kyllä niin rakkaudella muistan niitä hetkiä. And in love I remember those moments. Mutta niin jälempää tuntuu vain siltä. But afterward it seems that way. Että tämä hetki meni niin nopeasti ohi. That the, the moment went by so quickly. Joskus olen ajatellut myös sitä asiaa. Sometimes I have considered this matter. Kuinka isälläni oli sellainen rakastava sydän. How my father had such a loving heart. Että hän saattoi myös minulle sen sanoa. That he could also speak of it to me. Kuinka minä rakastan sinun, sinua poika. How I do love you my son. Kun isäni kätkettiin maan multi. And when my father was laid into the dust of the earth. Minulle tuli sellainen tunto omalle kohdalleni. It seemed I was overcome by such a feeling. Kuinka harvoin minä sanoin isälleni tämän. How, how seldom I said this to my father. Että sinä olet maailman paras isä. That you are the world's best father for me. Sen kautta minä olen tullut johdatetuksi Jumalan lapsen tuntemiseen. And by this means I have been led into the knowledge of a child of God. Että minulla on vanhurskaat isä ja äiti. That I have a righteous mother and father. 
Mutta tämä oli minulle niin tärkeä asia. But this was such an important matter for me. Että me saimme vapaasti keskustella. That we could freely discuss matters. Ja hän antoi niin hyviä neuvoja minulle. And he gave such good advice for me. Että Jumala suokoon minulle. That may God grant unto me. Että ne olisivat vielä voimassa. That they would still be in force. Ja kun isäni otettiin pois. And when my father was taken away. Silloin minä aloin ajattelemaan. Then I began to consider. Missä minulla nyt on saattomies? Where do I now have a friend? Mutta minä voin teille sen sanoa. But I can say unto you. Mutta Jumala on niin hyvän huolen meistä pitää. How good care God has taken care of us. Että hän on järjestänyt näitä uusia saattomie. That he has replaced them with new friends. Että saatamme kulkea yhteisellä matkalla. That we can journey in a mutual journey. Ennen kaikkea muistain sen. Above all remembering this. Että Jeesus Jumalan poika kulkee minun kanssa. That Jesus the son of God travels with me. Tässä se on se salaisuus. Herein is the mystery. Että se ei ole pelkkä ihminen joka minua auttaa. That it is just not man that helps me. Mutta se on itse Herra Jeesus Kristus. But it is himself the Lord Jesus Christ. Jumala meitä tässä armossa auttako. Therefore may God help us in this grace. Jeesus täällä vielä meitä opettaa. And Jesus instructs us here yet further. Ja nämä opetukset ovat kyllä tarpeellisia. And these instructions are indeed important. Ja hän puhuu täällä pahennuksesta. He speaks here of offenses. Joka pahentaa yhden näistä pienimmistä, jotka uskovat minun päälle. Whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me. Parempi olisi, että myllynkivy ripustettaisiin hänen kaulaansa ja hän uvoittaisiin meren syyt. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Täällä Jeesus huudahtaa. Jesus cries out. Voi maailmaa pahennusten tähden. Woe unto the world because of offenses. Joudummeko me huudahtamaan Jeesuksen sanoilta? Must we cry out with the words of Jesus? Kyllä ajassamme varmasti on pahennuksia. Surely in our day there are offenses. Älköön yksikään niin ajatella. Let no one think this way. Että maailma on tullut niin hyväksi. That the world has become so good. Että pahennukset ovat loppuneet. That the offenses have ceased. Kyllä meidän täytyy raamatun valossa tämä niin sanoa, että mitä lähempänä me olemme viimeistä aikaa, sen suuremmat pahennukset ovat maailmassa. Ja siksi Jeesus tässä huudahtaa. Ja ne tulevat maailmasta. Ja voisimme sanoa, että pahennukset ovat kahdenlaisia. Ensinnäkin on opin pahennus. Että jos me Jumalan nimessä opetamme, ja johdatamme väärälle tielle, tämä on erittäin raskauttava asia. Toinen on elämän pahin. And the other is an offense of life. Maailmassa on aina ollut pahennuksia. In the world there have always existed offenses. Mutta se taitaa olla kaikista pahin asia. But it could be perhaps the most uh, uh, 
evil of all if it comes from the midst of Christianity Tämä on sittenkin kaikista pahinta laatu. This is of the worst type of nature. Olen ajatellut rakkaat ystävät. I have considered beloved friends. Monella eri tavalla me voimme pahentaa. By many different means we can offend. Mitä minulle nyt tässä kirkastuu? That which reveals to me at this time. Yritän puhua sen vain. I only endeavor to speak that. En voi enempää puhua. I cannot speak anything more. Esimerkiksi sunnuntai päivänä. Uh, for instance Sunday. Kun meidän pitäisi mennä kirkkoon Jumalan sanan kuuluu. When we should go to church to hear God's word. Niin me voimme sillä tavalla pahentaa lapsen. In this manner we could offend our children. Että me menemme esimerkiksi urheilupaikoille. That we go uh, for instance to the uh, sports places. Ja kuljetamme lapsemme sinne. And we lead our children there. Missä on epäjumalia? Where there are idols. Missä kunnioitetaan ja hurrataan maailman mestareita? Where they honor and they praise the masters of the world. Tämä epäjumala, joka oli Olympus. Uh, this uh, false god or idol which was Olympus on, uh, from this has come the word Olympic those who are worldwide Siksi meidän tulee tässäkin asiassa valvoa. Even in this manner we must be watchful. Että me seuraisi maailman tapoja. That we would not follow the practices of the world. Jos me tulemme tähän henkeen juotetuksi. If we become joined together unto this spirit. Niin on aivan varma asia. Then it is most certainly so. Että Jumalan henki pääsee sammumaan meitä. That the spirit of God will be quenched within us. Mutta omakohtaisesti voin sen sanoa. But Personally, I can say, minä nuorella iällä, how I, in a young age, kun minä kouluelämässä jollakin tavalla menestyin tässä, that in the school life, in some manner, I was successful in this. Tämä oli yksi minun heikkouteni. This was one of my weaknesses. Siksi, kun tämä synniksi kirkastui, and because it was revealed as a sin, ja sain armon niistä parannuksen tehtä, and I had grace to repent from them, niin rakkaat veljet ja sisar, then beloved brothers and sisters, siinä kului vuosia ja taas vuosia, that years and years passed by, että pääsin siitä asiasta irti, that I was able to be freed from this matter. Siksi sanoisin sinulle nuori veljeni ja sisar, therefore I would say unto you, young brother and sister, rukoilkaa, Let us pray to God even in this matter. Kyllä Jumala meitä varmasti auttaa. God certainly will help us. Että me sido itseämme näihin epäjumaliin. That we would not uh, bind ourselves with these idols. Ja kuluta aikaamme tuolla maailman turhuudessa. And spend our time in the vanity of the world. Ja tiedän rakkaat ystävät. And I know beloved friends. Kuinka tämä me- maailmallinen meno. How this worldly uh, activity. Kuinka synti synnyttää syntiä? How sin kindles sin. Siellä tulee myöskin väkijuoma. There also comes the uh, drinking or... Siellä tulee myös muu paha elämä. And other, uh, our other uh, life of iniquity. Ja tämän maailman meno. And the way of the world. Kuinka paljon se pahentaa pieniä lapsia? How much it offends the little children. Tuolla Suomessa tehtiin tutkimus. In Finland they made a study. In behalf of the school children. 
mitä koululapset eniten pelkäävät. That which the school children feared most of all. He saivat vapaasti vastata paperille tämän asian. And they could freely answer the question on paper. Tämä oli suuri mielipidetutkimus. This was a, a great uh, matter of study. Ja suurin osa lapsista pelkäsi tätä. And the greatest majority of children were fearful of this. Ettei minun äitini ja isäni eroaisi. This that my mother and father would not be divorced. Ja minun perheeni ja kotini särkyisi. And my home life and family would be broken up. Se olisi minun onnettomuuteni. That would be my misfortune. Mutta tätähän se on maailma täynnä. But this is what the world is full of. Nyt nyt on sellaisia ravintoloita. Now there are such restaurants. Jossa nautitaan väkijuomia. Where they partake of strong drink. Ja, ja sitten juhlitaan ja tanssitaan. And then they enjoy themselves and have their, their uh, time of fellowship. Sinne menevät monien lasten äidit ja isät. And there many mothers and fathers of children go. Millä tavalla se huumaa ihmistä. And how, and how it overcomes the people. So they no longer recognize their own marriage partner. What do we say to this beloved? If they lived, uh, naturally speaking, a time of poverty before. But in some manner we, le- we lived a rich time. I have afterwards considered myself. It was a good thing that I was not able to obtain everything that I desired. And neither was, there, neither was it accessible. But now we have a time of prosperity. On tullut hyvin And we have become prosperous people. Mutta on tullut But inwardly we are not so prosperous. Tämä köyhyys, mikä on. This spiritual poverty which is in our day. Ja mistä tämä kaikki And from whence does all this come? Se on kuin sana on It is this when God's word is neglected. Ja niin and entirely forsaken. Tämä sitä And this represents the falling away the spirit of the world. Mm. Mutta Jeesus täällä vielä meille puhuu. Jesus yet speaks to us. Käden ja jalan pahennuksesta. Concerning the offenses of the hand and the foot. Käsillä me ymmärrämme tekoja. With our hand we understand to indicate works. Ja se voipi tarkoittaa opin pahennus. And it could indicate the doctrinal offenses. Siis omaa vanhurskautta. Namely self-righteousness. Ja tällainen on nyt vallassa. And this is now what is reigning. Ja eräs tärkeä Jeesuksen neuvo tässä on. And a certain uh, particularly important instruction of Jesus. Eli jos me kristillisyydessä olemme joutuneet tähän väärän opin pahennuksi. If in Christianity we have been subject to a doctrinal offense. Eräs on tärkeä muistaa. One thing is important to remember that it would be revealed to our own heart. I could not repent of it before. 
ennen kuin minulle se kirkastuu omalle sydämelle. Until it re- is revealed to my own heart. Ja saattaa joskus niin käy. And it could happen sometime. Että tehdään parannusta ihmisten painostuksesta. That we repent because of the pressure of others. Mutta kun noita juuria ei ole katkottu. But the, the roots have not been severed. Niin kuin Jeesus meille siitä sanoo. As Jesus speaks to us. Jokainen istutus. Every planting, which the heavenly Father has not planted, it must be rooted out. And when it is revealed to the heart, that I have have wandered onto a wrong pathway, and with this offensive doctrine, I have yet corrupted the congregation of God. And when this is revealed to one's own heart, then there is also a true desire to even publicly confess the matter. If it has been publicly taught, then we also need to make public confession or repentance. And this stems from the love of God. So we have been instructed of old. If the matter has become public, then we also want to make public confession or repentance. It is not then a a grievous matter kun siitä on halu päästä irti when one desires to be freed from it se tulee sellainen sydämen pakoitus it becomes a constraint of the heart niin kuin apostoli paavalilla tuli as it was with the apostle paul että se hylkäsi jumalattomana menona that he cast it off as an ungodly way that former false righteousness which he had practiced in self-righteousness and I believe this will bring forth blessing within the congregation of God when we endeavor to journey in obedience of the truth then we will find that love. Otherwise we will not find love. We will not find love in the spirit of enmity. And neither can we in the spirit of enmity or anger demand love. If we live yet uh, as slaves of the law and have not comprehended the, the doctrine of the gospel and that righteousness which is acceptable before God in this may God help us in his grace there is also the offense of life if thy foot offend thee as Jesus teaches us here to sever it from thee and cast it from thee let us take Paul as our teacher in this. Hän kirjoittaa tällä tavalla. He writes in this manner. Jos te lihan jälkeen elät, if you live after the flesh, niin teidän pitää kuolet. ye shall die. Mutta jos te lihan työt hengen kautta kuoleta, but if ye mortify the deeds of the flesh by the spirit, niin te saatte elää. then ye shall live. 
Siksi, rakkaat veljet ja sisar. Therefore, beloved brothers and sisters. Kyllä meissä vaikuttaa tämä liha. Surely this flesh has its working within us. Ja se pahennus saattaa olla niin vakava. And that offense can be so serious. Kerron erään vanhan veljen opetuksen. I will relate a certain older brother's teaching. Kun hän kerran opetti, kun oli nuori, nuorempi poika. When he once instructed me as a young boy, he said in this manner that the offense can sometimes be of such a bad nature that it will offend you your whole lifetime. And what do we say to this? May God, the dear Heavenly Father, preserve us from this. May God help you and me. For pride always goeth before the fall. That we would not lose our good conscience. And so it could yet befall a Christian. That he will harden his heart. Jumala voi sallia silloin eksityksen hengen. God can then permit a spirit of deception. Ja silloin me annamme jäsenemme huoruuteen. And we give over our members unto fornication. Vääryyteen ja saastaisuuteen. Unto iniquity and unto, unto uh, defiling. Tai muuhun pahentavaan elämään. Or other offensive type of life. Mutta Jeesus on meitä tällä neuvon. But Jesus has instructed us here. Millä tavalla me pääsemme näistä irti? How we can be freed from these. It is by way of repentance. Therefore the love of God constrains us. And I would hope from my heart. That not one would depart from here with a burdened conscience. If someone has a matter against another. As Christ has forgiven us. Niin myös tekin tehkää toinen toiselle. So also do ye one to another. Mutta Jeesus täällä puhuu myös silmän pahennuksesta. But Jesus also speaks of the offense of the eye. Me olemme lukeneet raamatussa. We have read in the scriptures. Oikeastaan se tuli jo ensimmäiselle ihmiselle tämä silmän pahen. That rightly speaking this offense of the eye came already to the first people. Kun hän katseli sitä kielletyn puun hetelmää. When she looked upon the forbidden fruit of that tree. Eikö sekin ollut niin kaunis katsel? Was it not so beautiful to behold? Ja se antoi, antoi ymmärryksen. And it gave understanding. Ja filmän kautta sydän luopui. And by way of the eye the heart uh, fell away. Eli kun synti on siinnyt. When sin has conceived. Niin se synnyttää synnyt. It will bring, when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Ja kun synti on täytet, and when sin is finished, se it brings forth death. Onko silmän is there the offense of the eye in our day? Kyllä sitä Certainly it can be found. Ja ei meidän tarvitse kuin itse ajatella. And we don't have to go further than ourselves. Minkä kaltaiset viettelykset meillä on ajassa? What kind of deceptions we have in our day? Rakkaat veljet ja sisaret. Beloved brothers and sisters. Toivoisin sydämessä. I would hope from my heart. 
että me emme puolustaisi syntiä. That we would not defend sin. Mutta me olisimme niin rehellisiä. But that we should be so honest. Joskus olen pannut sen merkille. Sometimes I have taken note. Että saattaa epäuskoinenkin olla rehellinen. That even the unbeliever can be honest. Lääkärit, tutkijat ovat sen todenneet. And physicians and, and, and uh, doctors have testified. Kuinka tämä televisio, eli elokuvat, mitä näytetään. How the television or movies that are shown today. Kuinka se turmelee ihmisiä. How it corrupts a person. Ja se on jo lapsen kehitykselle huono. And already in, in the rearing of a child it is bad. Monet tutkimukset tämä vahvistavat. For many studies have strengthened this. Mutta uskon, että pyhä henki kirkastaa meille kristityille. But I believe the Holy Spirit reveals to us Christians. Jos me tahdomme rehellisiä olla. If we would desire to be honest. Ja mitä kaikkea sieltä tulee. And all that stems from it. Ja vielä nämä videoelokuvat. And also the videos. <coughs> Vielä saattaa olla kauheampia. There can even be more terrible ones. Jossa näytetään kaikkea raakuutta. Where all manner of filth is shown. Ja kaikkea lihan saattaisuutta. And all filth of the flesh. Että se on aivan häpeällinen puhuakin siitä. That it is even shameful to speak of it. Mutta kristittynäkin me voimme langeta tähän. But even as Christians we can fall into this. Ja mikä kaikista pahin asia. And It can so happen that within our hearts we begin to enjoy it. Even though we are not along with the sin itself, by way of our hearts and our eyes, Nautimme tästä kaikesta. We enjoy all of this. Olemme niin kuin itse siinä mukaan. And we are as it were ourselves present ja there. Ja sydämestään hyväksymme tämän. And within our hearts we, we uh, accept this. Siksi sanon teille nuoret isät ja äidit. Therefore I say unto you young mothers and fathers. Muistakaa myös teidän omia lapsian. Remember also your own children. Älkää kuljettako heitä sinne. Do not bring your children to those Mutta places. Mutta kuljettakaa heidät Jumalan lasten seuroihin. But bring them unto the services of God's children. The world will sow such, uh, such uh, seeds of iniquity. And desires to give us the spirit of the world. That we have no time to spend with the word of God. Therefore beloved brothers and sisters. May it be a word of love for you and for me, that we would hold as dear and precious the salvation of our soul, that we would put away all this trash, which hinders our life of faith, and can bring about death in the end, as Jesus says here. Mutta ihmisen poika tuli autuaksi tekemään sitä, mikä kadonnut oli. Tässä se on evankeliumia rakkaa. Ja tahtoisin lopuksi tässä sanoa. Ihmisen poika on tullut autuaksi tekemään.
The son of man has come to save. Se on sinua ja minua. That is you and me. Ja siksi tänäkin päivänä. And therefore even today. Se on yksin Jumalan armosta. It is by God's grace alone. Että me saamme jatkaa matkaa. That we can continue our Jumala journey. Jumala meitä varjelkoon tässä uskossa. May God preserve us in this faith. Että Jeesuksen veren voiman kautta. That through the power of the blood of Jesus. Säilyisimme tässä uskossa. We would be preserved in this faith. Ja pääsisimme kerran taivaan. And one day we could enter into heaven. Unto him be thanksgiving, praise and glory. Amen. Uh, just a few announcements this morning. Uh, we would like to encourage everyone who has come would lead my tongue to be used in speaking his word that our heart again can be opened before God's eternal and undying word but that all honor and glory could be given unto him because he is the one unto whom all honor and glory belong to no one forever let us turn in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, to the Gospel of John, the 21st chapter, reading the 19th first verse thereof. And may God add his blessings to the reading and to the speaking of his word. After these, uh, these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise saw he himself. There was together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Canaan in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter says unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But then when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast a net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and know they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fish's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in, in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits, dragging their net 
with fishes. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Jesus says unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have no caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, and hundred and fifty and three, for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus says unto them, Come and dine, and none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh, and take his bread, and gave them, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus says to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, Lovest thou me than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved, because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, Thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hand, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had thus spoken this, he says unto him, Follow me. Amen. This happening which we have read this morning is a happening which took place after the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And certainly the disciples, they were without hope. And certainly they didn't know in what direction they should turn themselves. But as we remember the two who went to Emmaus, Emmaus, we remember how there still was a spark within their heart, and they were talking between themselves of those things which have taken place. So the message of that Jesus our Lord has been risen again was among the disciple flock but it was difficult for them to understand 
that this really have taken place, although Jesus had many times told his disciples that this would take place, that he, he would be risen again the third day, but it's very difficult to really grasp God's word and believe us as it is. But here, these things, Jesus showed himself as the text makes known unto us, to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and as this wine showed he himself. They had now been together. The knowledge that Jesus our Lord has risen again were among them, but the patient to sit and wait for him to come to them again was difficult because Jesus already had revealed himself for them two times as our text makes known. This was the third time that he revealed himself for them. And Simon Peter, he is telling those other disciples that I will go and do some fishing. And so they went, they all went together, and on their own they went and did some fishing. I know many of us do some fishing, and I'm among a, one of them who like to go fishing, and certainly I can tell you a lot of fish stories from this place, but I'm not going to do this. But anyway, this is something certainly which always would be in the hearts and in the minds of the disciples. And may we as God's children be taught from the word even this morning. We notice they went fishing by themselves. But as they went fishing by themselves, they didn't get anything. They were trying hard to fish and to get some fish, but they didn't get anything. And here Jesus our Lord is standing now at the sea thought, and he asking his disciples, telling them, children, which we all are really, have ye any meat, meaning uh, some fish? And they said, no. Then he is telling them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. And according to his word, they cast the net on the right side, and they received a multitude of fishes. The boat they used in those days were not that big. So we realize that they did this according to the commandment of our Lord Jesus Christ. The intellect would really tell them what use is only six feet between one side of the boat and the other. And certainly, if we haven't gotten anything by now, how can we receive anything? even if we are casting the net on the right side of the boat. But they did anyway. 
And we see what happened. They caught a multitude of fishes. In Norway, I was traveling to one place. There were, there were many from this Lestadian movement who came together for to be under the hearing of God's word. And it was sometimes difficult to speak, so to speak, because I realized that they were listening, listening sometimes to, for to find mistakes in my sermon or my preaching. But my prayer to God was that God, our Heavenly Father, would direct me by His Spirit and speak His Word. Some of the Christians, older one day, told me at one time that I should speak a little bit about what had taken place in our Christianity. But I felt within my heart that that will not be any food for those who came and they were under the hearing of God's word. So my prayer was that God will give me the word to speak. And I went there many times. And I remember one of the firstborn, even if, even if that message has been delivered very poorly, I remember one that one of the firstborn, they asked me, Arnie, when are you coming back again? And I realized the word which we have already shared with one another has created a love within his heart toward me. He wants to hear God's word. He wants to receive more. And isn't that the reason we are together here? We are come from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south, for to receive food for our undying soul, for to sit at Mary, we're sitting at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. Certainly, we have tasted that the Lord is good. And that's the reason the drying power has been that the love of God has been within our heart toward him who first loved us. And we have come for to see friends and free see those who have been very dear unto us, relatives, and to be together around God's eternal and undying word. And certainly during this time, we have been able to be fed, and we are thankful to God, our Heavenly Father, for what he gives unto us. Let us always remember, when we are around God's eternal and undying word, God is speaking to you, and he is speaking to me. I remember with one occasion in Norway, there was an old lady. <coughs> she was talking to the minister, and she wished that others had been under the hearing of God's word, because it was certainly given that morning. But the minister turned to her and told her, that don't give everything away of what God gives unto you. 
When you are under the hearing of God's word, God is speaking to you. And certainly it is important that we take heed and allow that word, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway, that that word should be also our portion and that we could meditate on that word even day and night. It's so important that we not allow the word to go in one ear and out the other, but that we allow the word to dry nigh unto us and do that which is sent for. I know many times we are trying to cast this net. As the disciples cast the net, According to the commandment of our Lord Jesus Christ, so also we, even today, many times the net is cast in a poor way. There is no problem with the net, but the problem oftentimes is with us. The Word of God would always stand on his own feet, as already mentioned, and the truth of God's word. But oftentimes we feel we are so inadequate and in such a poor way we are casting this net. But let us do it anyway in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ because the word of God would always do that which is sent forth. We read in Isaiah in the 55th chapter, as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not hither, but watereth the earth and maketh it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that come forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and shall prosper in the things whereto I sent it. The word of God but always has his blessings with to those who will receive that word from the hand of God. But if there is some who doesn't want to receive that word, it will always often go as it went with Pharaoh. His heart got hardened. It wasn't that God hardened his heart, but it was because he resisted God's word. If we are running our head against the wall, it's not the wall's fault that we get bruises on our head, but it is our own fault because we are running our head against the wall. So also it was with Pharaoh. We notice the multitude of fishes was caught. And when the multitude of fishes was caught, the disciples who was called the disciples of love, who discovered by the revelation of the Spirit, it must be the Lord, he told Peter, it is the Lord. And right away, they were in a hurry to get to the seashore 
because the Lord was there. We notice as they came to the seashore, dragging their fishes, there was a coal of fire there, and fish laid there on and bread. And Jesus, he is telling them, bring all the fishes you have caught. He asked the disciples to bring those fishes to him. It is important to remember that when fishes is caught in the net of this word or this gospel, that those fishes is brought to Jesus our Lord. It belongs unto him and to him alone. And Peter, as we read in the 11th verse, Peter, he drew the net to land full of great fishes, and hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet the net was not broken. Peter brought those fishes unto our Lord Jesus Christ, and there is the right place to bring those fishes is to the to him who has bought them not with silver or gold, but with his own precious blood that do belong unto him and unto him alone. We notice as they are there, and there is a fire there, there is those fishes which has been fried in that fire and also bread, and Jesus is telling his disciples, come and dine or come and eat. He is taken from those fishes which has been fried as well as the bread. And now he is giving his disciples. And certainly that is the food which we also need. The food for our undying soul, which is the strengthening for our journey toward our celestial city, our right home. And we can wonder, what are this fish and this bread which he is giving to his disciples? We know Jesus, our Lord. He was the one who trodden the wine prince alone, and no one was with him. Paul makes known unto us that God made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we through him should be made the righteousness of God. When Jesus gave those fish and the bread to his disciples, he gave of what he had provided for them. We read in the sixth chapter of John, where he makes known to his disciples that I am the bread of life. And certainly, when he gives to his disciples, he will give of himself, of what he has provided for us. Paul tells us, God has made him to be for us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. The fullness of all God has dwelt in him. And when he gives, he gives of himself. We know this, the bread and the fish, there was 
fries on fire as our Lord Jesus Christ was hanging on the middle cross of Calvary so he became the bread of life he was delivered for our offenses and rose again from our justification that is the food which we need we don't need philosophy or engendering but we need him the bread of life the food we can strengthen us so we can take a few more footsteps toward our right homeland and as John makes known unto us telling us in the first chapter making known unto us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and God was the word but he makes known unto us and the word become flesh and dwelt among us and we could see their glory his glory the glory as the only begotten of the Father full of grace and of truth he is the bread of life he is our food and certainly when a person is partaker of him of what he have done for us he have taken our sins upon himself and nailed it to the cross he has provided a salvation whereby we are standing righteous justified before God because the faith which he provided for us the righteousness which is by faith which he, which he provided for us is the righteousness which you and I have received for him from him that's the reason we are declared righteous justified before God because living faith is a gift from God and it is the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ and that's the reason we are a peculiar people because we belong unto him and he has provided that garment garment whereby we can cover our nakedness and that we can travel as God's children by faith and in faith to our celestial city O oh, dearly beloved in the Lord the happening on this sea of Tiberias is the happening which Peter always will remember they will, he will remember this as long as he lives how that the bread was and the fish was at the seashore and how Jesus our Lord distributes that food which he needed and also how those many fishes which were caught in the net of the gospel or in the word were brought unto him and that was the right place yes Peter would remember not only those things but as we also by the grace of God would consider the conversation between him and the master as we remember Peter he was weak and he denied our Lord and our master when that little girl talked to him and told him that even your accent uh, really makes known unto us that you really are from Galilee and he started to swear and curse that he didn't know him remember when Jesus when he looked toward Peter 
Peter has to depart and go out and cry bitterly. And I'm sure if we are examining our life and our journey, we haven't been any better. By the grace of God we stand and we move. As even Peter, Paul tells us, by grace we are saved through faith. And that is not of ourselves, it is a gift of God, not the works that anyone should boast. May God grant unto us that we always can stand on that level and on that foundation that it is by grace in our Lord Jesus Christ and in him alone. Now Jesus is starting to talk to Peter. Simon Peter, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? It's a very simple question, isn't it? It's not that complicated question. Do you love me more than these? Peter tells him, Yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Again, Jesus, our Lord, is asking Peter the second time, do you love me more than these? Peter is answering in the same way. Yes, Lord, you know that I love thee. Then he says, feed my sheep. Or as the original language says, shepherd my sheep. It tells me a little bit more. It's not only to feed the sheep of God or the lambs of God, but also to guide them, to direct them in the pathway of righteousness for his name's sake. Again, the third time Peter received the same question. Simon, Peter, do you love me more than this? Peter is grieved. He's telling the Lord, Though know everything, Lord, you know that I love thee. He again makes known unto him, Feed my sheep. Why does Jesus ask Peter these questions, or this question? Jesus knew that Peter was to be a shepherd in the region of the Lord. He knew that he was going to preach God's word, repentance as well as the remission of sins, according to the commandments of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he wanted to stress a very important thing to those who are going to be a shepherd and to speak God's word. There is one thing you have to do, is to love me, is to love my word, is to love the truth of my word, not handling the word deceitfully, but give my people, my sheep and my lamb, my word. And we know that the Word of God is profitable 
for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God must be fully furnished unto all good works. That is what contained in God's Word, and that's what God wants to give unto us. But as our Lord Jesus Christ makes known unto Peter these important things, so also this was with Peter all the days of his life. And when Peter grew old, he remember as a shepherd of the flock of God. So he speak to those who are likewise shepherd to remember to feed the flock of God. And certainly this is very, very important. When I was a little boy in Norway, I was, I was watching the sheep and my love was for the sheep greatly. And sometimes when those little lambs uh, didn't find their mother, Sometimes when those little lambs didn't find their mother, it grieved me very much. And I tried to uh, help those little lambs to find their mother. But one thing I noticed with the sheep, and that was, you can never drive the sheep. They will be scattered. They will run from one side to up to the other. But if you always could go before the flock, and if you could have a little piece of bread to give them and talk to them, they will follow you where you are going. And so it is also spiritually. It's so important to feed the lambs and the sheep with the word of God. Not to drive them, but to allow that eternal and the undying word, as our Lord Jesus Christ makes known in the 10th chapter of John, my sheep would hear my voice and they will follow them. And Peter tells us what this voice is. He that speak, he speaks speak as the oracle of God. And he that labor, he labor with the... Uh, with the uh, which God gives, but that God should receive all honor and glory, so also even today. We need this word. And may that God, may that word be rightly divided among us. May that word always be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. And Peter goes on and he tells us, when the chief shepherd shall reveal then also we will be revealed and be in that glory. That glory which no eyes have seen, which no ears have heard,
which has entered into any man's heart what God had prepared for those who allowed his appearance. Yes, dearly beloved, the crown of glory and the home where sorrow will not reach you anymore is also a place where you can be together with all those who have fought a good fight, who have finished their course, and who are kept faith in a good conscience to the end. The good shepherd is a calling wise, is a wise where he stands before the door and knocks. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and step with him, and him he with me. We notice as those two which were on the way to Emmaus, Emmaus, we remember how Jesus, our Lord, drew nigh unto them. We remember how Jesus, our Lord, was talking to them and how he also rebuked them for their uh, slow of heart to believe all those things which the Scripture uh, makes known unto them. We remember as they drew nigh and they had been under the hearing of God's word by him who speaks and he doesn't have an accent like I have, but who is able to speak in such a way that even the scribes and the people and everyone who was around him marvel because it came out just as the water is flowing from the fountain, so also this living water came from him in a marvelous way. Yes, as they drew nigh, as he traveled with them, they constrained him, saying, Abide with us for this short evening. They have received some, something from him, and their soul, soul burned within them. We notice Jesus went in, and he was with them. He broke the bread. He gave his disciples and their eyes were open, they knew him, and they vanished away. What did they tell uh, each other? Did not our heart burn within us when he talked with us by the way, and with, uh, while he opened us the scripture, and they rose in the same hour, because their joy was so within their heart that they could not contain, they had to share those things, with those other others in the disciple flock, and they went and they made known the role the Lord is risen indeed and appeared unto Simon even today. He is risen indeed, and by his word and through his gospel he is again able to reveal for us what he has done for you and for me, and that he cared for us. He is the high priest who has compassion with our infirmity, who have tried like we are yet without sin. So he calls us, as a natural shepherd is calling the sheep, so he calls us, and he certainly wants to lead us to those green pastures and to those still waters. He will restore our soul. He will refresh us with those things which he wants to give unto us. Oh, may God grant unto each one of us that we have have a willing heart 
obedient heart that we ask the Lord Jesus Christ to speak, Lord, to me, to my heart, as even uh, Samuel said, Speak, Lord, thy servant is willing to listen. May we listen to his word, and in obedience to what he makes known unto us, take off our cross and to follow him. May, he, may, may the honor and the glory be given unto him, and to whom all honor and glory belongs to now and forever. Amen. Should we humble our heart and receive the benediction. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us everlasting peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We will uh, sing hymn number...